Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Well, it's been an interesting couple of days at Buffalo Bills Mandatory Minicamp, and here to make sense of it all, we we welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana. Mike, uh, we know you're not there at the facility. I know, I think Dan was there yesterday, and, and his head was spinning. I think Jenna there today. I'm sure she's she's picking up a lot. I mean, this feels like the, the, the price that you have to pay in order to have uh, an elite wide receiver on your roster. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I guess you could say that um, not every team has this. The Bills have really avoided this. Diggs has been a good, really good player, good teammate, all those things. Um, but we talked about this before. There was something going on in the second part of last year, and it boiled over in that playoff loss. And in this offseason, it has seemed strange. He's been upset. And um, I still was a little bit surprised with the way things played out yesterday the fact that he wasn't at practice and, you know, with McDermott's line. And that's when I got in touch with the agent for Diggs. And he told me he wanted clarity uh, on what happened. And so today McDermott gave the clarity that he had, you know, excused him from practice. So it's a lot. I I know it's June. To me, that was only part of it, that it's June. Certainly better than if it was July or August or September. But um, this had to come to a head at some point. And now, they're, I would say, somewhat behind it. Well, they are. They put this on the surface, but what is it that Diggs was a set on? We can open up the yeah. speculation box here. Was it Allen? Is it Dorsey? Is it McDermott? Is it something else? Mike, I, I don't know the answer to that, but whatever it was, Diggs seemed uh, like he wanted to make a pointer. Yeah, I think he did. And look, he, this is the way I look at it. I think it could be, and I think Josh, if you listen to Josh, to me, I got out of it, you know, almost that it started with football. I mean, here's the way my two cents would be that Diggs was not happy with the way things were going with the offense, that Diggs wanted support in his thought, getting the ball more. Hey, you know, he's Stefan Diggs. You should want him getting the ball more. You look at the last six games last year, the offense, I'm not saying necessarily changed, but Allen wasn't going his way as much as he had been. And maybe he wanted, and this is again, total speculation. But maybe he wanted more support from Josh Allen on that. Maybe he wanted him to go to Dorsey and help him with Dorsey. Maybe Allen didn't do what he wanted. This is how I think things can go. 
hey, all of us have experienced something like this, where it starts with work and then it feels a little more personal because somebody you're tight with isn't supporting you in a certain way. Again, could it be that? Yeah, it's probably football-related in some way. I've heard some of this wackiness about personal stuff. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's definitely football-related, and it got to the point where there's a rift. And, yeah, is it Dorsey? Probably. Is it something with Allen? Probably. You know, was it something with McDermott, too? You know, he's ticked off. And I don't know what today does other than sort of moves past the initial part, and then they say they're going to keep talking. Well, it sure feels like McDermott yesterday when he started his press conference was rattled, was upset, and could have avoided a lot of this just by choosing his words a little bit differently. He could have said, Steph Diggs isn't at practice, it's an excused absence, like he said today, and we probably aren't having as big of a a drama-filled conversation as we have for the last 24 hours, Mike. Yeah, and I'm with you there. And I think, you know, when he came out and he said that, um, when he says he's very concerned... My guess is it didn't start out that I'm going to, this is just a guess again, it didn't start out with Sean saying, I'm going to excuse him from practice today. He probably felt like he needed to. Maybe Steph was hot. Maybe he didn't, you know, and he's like, just go home. And and then McDermott goes in the room feeling like that. And then this is, again, typically what happens. You know, he likes to, like, say a little bit and then shut the door. Like, I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Well, that didn't play very well. And I'm telling you, when I – when I talked to uh, Adisa Bakari, who was Steph's agent yesterday, I-, I could sense that he was not happy with that phrase. And so I, that's when I tweeted out that he said, you know, he's going to be at work tomorrow. Uh, but they want clarity on that comment from McDermott because he said it made it seem like Diggs wasn't reporting, like he did not report. So, you know, sometimes these guys uh, try to say a little and McDermott is that way. But I think if he would have thought for a second, he would have said, or if he would have accepted more questions, I think that might have come out that it would have been like, well, why isn't he here? And he might have said, we got to the point. He's got some things he wants to talk about. I told him to, he's excused from practice today. And it might have gone that way. So, hey, you know, it was, it was a lot. Um, I'm not going to say it's all gone because, <laughs> come on, if it could get be all gone, in that short of a period of time, then it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. Right. I think it's ongoing conversations and things they need to work on. Yeah, and the other thing I'm just so curious about, 13 Wems, Mike Catalan, also Buffalo Plus, our guest here in the sports bar. I, I'd i be curious to know the, the genesis of that meeting yesterday because it's not too often you have the, the top two in management being, being McDermott in a room, and I don't think it was a case of Brandon Bean shooting the breeze here, McDermott walking in. Was that a case of Diggs asking for this audience or – Hey, you know what? Uh, we're management. We want uh, we want some things here. The change here. I, I just don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of that, Mike. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's that big of a deal. I I would think that Dix probably was in touch with them. He came in on Monday. Probably said, "I'd like. I want to talk to you guys." Uh, or they said, "Let's sit down and talk." Uh, you know, I I kind of think that's certainly Bean's vibe in the way he does things. And I do think Sean is a communication guy. It doesn't mean he's buddy buddy with everybody. But I think he does like to have an open line of communication. So, And Diggs is a star on the team. He's a very valuable player. And if he wants to talk to the GM and the coach about things that are bothering him, that's the way it should be. 
but I think I think this is what happens too when the season ends like it does, and these guys just go. And I, I think that's why the league likes these mini camps and all. So it's a little bit of check-in time where guys are back, and maybe some of this gets taken care of earlier. Like in this case, way better now than at Fisher, right? <laughs> when they're yeah. getting at least the conversation going. So. Um, Listen, guys, I'm all for all these things the guys say. Diggs is emotional. He's uh, a competitor, all those things. But then there's a point where you can become more about the player than about the team. And there was some loss of balance there. And, you know, I do think he's a competitor. I do think he wants to win. He also wants the football. I mean, that's that's the way these guys are wired. So they need to get it worked out. He ain't going anywhere. We've talked about this. He's, that dead cap money, man, there is no chance they were thinking about that. And he's also one of their best players. Why would they want to trade him? Yeah. And Allen loves him. So, you know, I'd say we're – let me get put a number on it. I'd say we are 67% past it. How about that? That's not bad, Mike. But I, I, I still think when you just look at what Sean McDermott is, is right now and is going to be this year – I know that there's no there, nobody's going to suggest that Sean McDermott is any kind of trouble. He's got job security. He's turned around a franchise that struggled for a long time, but he's put a lot of pressure on himself here going into this season, not just with this kind of like gaff over the last 24 hours, but what he's got coming up in terms of calling the defense and 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 assuming that responsibility of Leslie Frazier. I mean, he's he's betting on himself here as a head coach and and it could backfire against him, could it not? Yeah, sure. I also think he believes that's his strength, and he he wants that. And look, if if, if you're him, and it's going to go sideways for you, he's going to want more control that way. And and I've talked to people, you know, privately, and then talked to him for on the record, and they're fired up about McDermott calling plays. So I think they think it's a good thing for him. I mean, then it comes down to your other coaches, too, your other coaches on defense and having some more faith in the guys on offense. So, yeah, there's pressure in that case. You know, honestly, there should be pressure on Brandon Bean, too. And I love him as a GM, but his record is not spotless, and they've had to do some things um, to, to maintain, right? He's had some spectacular things, you know, drafting Josh Allen, right, making that call. That's the guy you're going to get. But he, but he needs to do some more. And, you know, he spent a lot of money on the D-line, and it still isn't where at least they hope it will be. So there's pressure on them all. I think there's probably more on the head coach because it seems to be the way teams go. But, um, yeah, I, and, and him making gaps like McDermott, it's a kind of a rarity because he really doesn't say much once the season starts. But um, I also think – Part of him wanted that to stew for a little while. I, I, you know, I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but, you know, they could have issued a statement yesterday and slowed it down. They waited till today till they talked to him, got him on the field, and then McDermott said that. So I think part of him is like, all right, Steph, we know your point. Like, get out and play because we got a lot of work to do.
Yeah, like, hey, you're calling us out here for <laughs> whatever it is. Let's uh, let, let's have you. You're you're a captain here, um, after all, um, Mike. There's other issues here on this team, and, and we haven't talked since uh, the Ed Oliver extension yeah. and bringing in Leverett Floyd. And you brought up Brandon Bean, and there it is. The more money at the defensive line. Yeah. Your thoughts here on well, Floyd's that, that's a nice signing, Oliver. I mean, your level of surprise that the Bills actually, uh, Brandon Bean actually did that. Look, I think they were had strongly considered it at some point. And then I think they did it now because, well, for a couple of reasons, it also helps them cap-wise in the short term. And they're probably thinking that would be their plan. And also, they put themselves in that spot a little bit. I mean, who else is playing that spot, right? I mean, they didn't draft anybody. Um, they don't have young players ready to step in, younger players step step in. So... Um, look, Ed Oliver is a good player, uh, and sometimes you pay good players. And I look at it and say, is he, did he warrant the ninth pick in the draft? No, because I think that kind of guy is a borderline, if not all pro player, is what you would hope for, right? And it's certainly an all-star level player. But that doesn't mean you've got to kick him to the curb, and it's a very important position. So I was surprised at the timing. I thought, based on the position, they would eventually give him a longer-term deal if they didn't trade him. Like, because there was also trade value there for a guy like Ed Oliver. And instead, they flipped and went that way. I love the Floyd signing. But again, I give Bean credit for this, man. He's not afraid to say we haven't gotten enough. And we all look at Epinesa and Basham. Epinesa and Basham, right? Okay, what have these guys been? And if they're failures and, and they can't count on them, then you can't just sit there and go, well, those guys didn't work out. And he went out and got Floyd, who I think was a was a really good signing for them. Thirteen Web Sports Director Mike Catalana joining us in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. So assuming that they do have a session tomorrow and that, that McDermott doesn't cancel it. By the way, I don't know that we've heard that that that's yeah, happening or not happening. Canceled. It is canceled. Oh, okay. And that's kind of a common thing before people because sometimes people will react and go, Oh, they've done it all I think they've done it every year where they've done the two days and then they go. Everything was so great. We're going to give everybody the day off. I think it's sort of planned that way. In fact, Jenna told me they went a little longer in practice today, maybe to get some other stuff done. So, yeah, they just texted me and said there's no practice. All right. So leading into knowing what we know then, that there won't be a session tomorrow, and then this is the last that we will see these guys on the field until we get to St. John Fisher. Mike, what are you looking forward to seeing most here, knowing that we have some camp battles, we've got some compelling players that are going to be fighting for playing time? Is it, I mean, for me, it's it's the middle linebacker position. You know, I'm, I would certainly listen to corner. What are you looking forward to seeing once we do get the Fisher here at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the yeah. month in July? I, I actually think that part's going to be kind of fun, and these are real battles. Like, we're not talking about the fourth corner here. We're talking about starting middle linebacker. We're talking about who's going to be the wide receiver on the outside behind Diggs, right? Is, is, is Sherfield the guy that can do that for them? How do they play Gabe Davis in this? What does Hardy do for them? I mean, there's, those are more playing time ones, but the absolute battle. And, you know, it's funny. I, I talked to Micah Hyde when we were up there the last time for minicamp. You know, that middle linebacker one is really interesting because that's not a rotational thing, guys, you know. They got to find a guy and stick with him as best they can because it is such a key to calling plays. He said to us that day, the middle linebackers calling it wrong. We're all stunk. You know, we're all in trouble. So they key off of that. So 
I'm not sure how that's going to, you know, how, how that's going to play out, but that's going to be fun to watch. Still the offensive line. Let's see if Spencer Brown is healthy and if he's ready to take that step for them and they need him to and how the guards play. I think all that is going to be interesting. I know for sometimes for fans, maybe the trenches isn't as exciting, but it's an awful lot more exciting when they're keeping guys off of Josh Allen and he's throwing the ball down the field. So I think all that's good. Look, you guys have had, you know, I just heard something from Tasker. He's, yeah, I've known Steve forever. He's a buddy of mine. He tells me all the time, this roster is better than it's been in the past. I don't know about that. I, I think we'll see. I think it's a really good roster still, but there is some serious questions about the two that I just said there. So let's see if somebody steps up, because that would be huge for them if somebody steps up, certainly a middle linebacker where they know they got a guy. And if somebody like Spencer Brown is really set to be that right tackle, that would make a big difference for him. I feel like we have to always put this disclaimer out there. If uh, you're getting weak, you, Dan, anybody else that's out there, you can't report on who's getting the first string wraps. So we just kind of we just kind of put that out yeah. there. This is all speculation. So let's speculate, Mike. Who would be right now if there is a favorite? Like, who's the favorite right now, middle linebacker? Could it actually be somebody who knows this defense and has worked with Sean McDermott? What about A.J. Klein? And I know that would make a lot of Bills fans, uh, their eyes roll there. I would say if that's the case, it's they know who A.J. Klein is. I think he's one of those guys that's good to have on the roster. I, I actually I think Tyrell Dodson has probably as good, if not a better shot, as a veteran who's been around, played decently when he had to play in that spot as a starter. I just don't think he's a 17-week starter for you. I think that would be a failure in terms of drafting Dorian Williams and seeing, or, you know, Bernard, if either one of those guys could step into that role. I think that's what they want. I think, honestly, I think they would love to see, you know, Williams step right in, be able to handle all the mechanics that go with the job, and then you have a guy like, Dodson to back him up and you know I give Dodson credit you know he when he stepped in for Tremaine he played pretty well but I don't think they think of him as a long-term guy I think they would love to see him in there and seeing how it works but you know the way this thing goes too there's always going to be guys popping loose and veterans they I mean I know you say about the client decline but they don't want that they want one of these young guys to take the job I don't think there's any question Mike, buffaloplus.com. Another milestone, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, in recent weeks here. A massive amount of subscribers on YouTube, and, and great job by you and, and Jenna and Dan in, in covering the Bills and, and more at 13 Wham. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on here as the uh, off-season program winds down and we look ahead to Fisher. Yeah, um, you know, we got constantly have you know uh, content up there, including what well, we're going to be recording a new podcast tomorrow. That'll be on the YouTube channel on where this team is after all this and getting ready for coming into Fisher, we'll look at some of the position battles. Um, Dan and Jenna right now are recording uh, their thoughts on what they saw today. You know, everything else kind of got lost with all the digs drama over these two days. So there was other things going on, including, you know, Dawson Knox going down with some form of an injury and, yeah. you know, seeing how that plays out. Um and we're going to keep the content going all the way up through into training camp, too. So the YouTube channel's humming. We're closing in on 25,000 on subscribers. People have been great. Uh, you know, and we're, we're not uh, – we got some national people who are going to come on with us over the next few weeks. So 
Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, you know, YouTube. Uh, who would have thought I'd be on YouTube this much, but uh, YouTube's been pretty good to us. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today as uh, we sign off this yeah. interview. So are you a, you going to switch to, like, the Oakland A's or a good team? Or <laughs> Mike, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy he's not this. hanging up on you. I mean, like, well, he's showing know, a lot of restraint. I will say this. the That one win you guys have had in your last, like, 10 games was really <laughs> impressive. And how much are you paying these pitchers? Verlander's going tonight. So, a well, lot of money. The Cole, yeah. Right? Verlander Cole. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. One's good. <laughs> one is Verlander. <laughs> That couldn't have gone any worse for me personally last week. I just thought I was going to, like, before Dan got the go Braves, but Dan was talking and my hit, finger hit the button, yeah. and I legitimately hung up on him, and then what happens? The Mets get swept, Pete Alonzo yeah. kind of acts like me, and then gets popped, and he's out a month. I, I don't... Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm down. My, I, I have the self-awareness to know that Met fans, too high and too low. Right now, I'm too low. I'm just asking for a little empathy from you. Well, I would say this. The only thing I would say is you, you, you handle the Phillies for some reason, and the Phillies are pitiful against the Mets. I mean, the Mets seem to lose to everybody else, and the Phillies are obviously passed them by, and that's going to stay that way, but um, yeah, I, I, I would say this. Don't be too hard on yourself. I don't think you're too low. I think it's going to go lower than this. So. <laughs> Appreciate the time, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gene. Enjoy yourself, <laughs> man. Have fun. a great week. All right, guys. You got it. There he is. Mike Catalano, 13 Web Sports <laughs> Director. Just piling on. You're not too low. You're going to get lower. lower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, that take, you're going to be lower? He's not wrong. Like, oh, it's come a, on. It's a ticking time bomb before your billionaire owner blows it all up. Oh, the rumor is that Scherzer's going to go back on the IL after he got smoked last night. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> Good. Uh, I'll drink to that as next. We've got some takes on tap. Yeah. Um, hockey take here. And no, it's not about Vegas. But anytime I can kind of embarrass Gary Bettman, because there's there's one story that maybe it came across your feed and you're like, ah. but I just want to point something out why Gary Bettman is actually the worst and actually why, you know, things are so far behind. And I'm not one for parades, but I cannot wait for this parade. OK, uh, but speaking of Bettman, uh, a tradition that we have documented through the years in the NHL feels like it was broken last night. But I'll explain why. If you were a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights, you had no intention of keeping this tradition alive. Not last night. Not after your team dropped nine. Nine times. In a clincher. What <laughs> in Florida? Just like, no, we got a plane to catch. We're done. I've also got a six-pack of best bets to share next. The danger zone is on the way. My favorite plays for tomorrow's U.S. Open, which gets underway. And tonight's action in Major League Baseball. Fade or follow. Because you're in the uh, danger zone. That's next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country. And get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 